I was eating junk. I had just had two children back to back. I used to not be able to get on the ground. I never, ever daily exercise. Before, if I'd get down, I'd need a chair or something to help me get back up. I was 84 pounds heavier at one time. I was always a big dude, but I couldn't move around. That all changed when they met. Diamond Dallas Page started doing yoga, man. I started doing a, a thing called DDP yoga. It's not your mama's yoga. WCW heavyweight champion, known for his signature move, the Diamond Cutter. Diamond Cutter! Took what he learned recovering from an injury and years in the ring and created DDP yoga. Working out combined with the eating habits, it was a huge difference. I felt so much better. It's a lot of fun for me because I never used to be able to be active. Now I'm, I'm, I'm on the floor, I'm rolling around, it's pretty cool. More than importantly, I just want to be alive. I'm down about 110 pounds. Mm. DDP yoga can work for anyone. DDP. DDP. Radio. Well, hello, my fellow DDP Yoga Warriors. What is happening? It is Wednesday night. It is GDP Radio Live right here at GDPRadio.com. My name is Mike Mullins. As always, you can find me over at Mikey90%.com. And uh, we got uh, an awesome panel tonight. Uh, We got some returning guests. We got the new show melding with the old show. Um, but real quick, I want to say, uh, we were before the show, we all get in here and kind of, you know, chatted up beforehand and we were having trouble getting into the system. It looks like our host here, blog talk radio was experiencing some difficulty. We were counting down to like a minute left and we got in just at the nick of time. I felt like Indiana Jones getting through the door and then sliding through and grabbing his hat last minute, saving the day. But, uh, we are live for now. But just so you guys know, if there's any problems, I know from checking Twitter that Blog Talk is having some issues right now. So uh, if you lose us, I promise you uh, we will keep going uh, as long as we can. And we will get through this, no problems, and hopefully they'll get their stuff together. Um, anyways, without any further ado, um, we're going to just go right into it. Of course, I'm going to bring back on my current co-host for tonight. Um <laughs> We're going to do an intro. You don't, you don't, we're not going to do the theme songs tonight. We don't have time for that. We need to get to the good stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, the one and the only Crystal Stewart, how are you? I'm well. How are you? Good, good. Uh, it's been a little bit hectic good. here this week, but things things are going good. And we uh, look forward to this because we, of course, the longtime host of DDP Radio, Stacey Morris, um, has so much going on that she kind of had to take a little bit of a break from the show but we made a, a point to bring her back because every quarter, because she brings with her a woman with so much information that this is – people love this show, first of all. And it's one of our shows when she brings Nancy on that people go back to because just so much stuff. And the thing is, the stuff that Nancy kind of talks about here doesn't really change. It's, it's like science. It's proven. So you can go back to the archive of Nancy Huberti's shows and just pull up so much information but uh, we're going to bring back a DDP Radio original, um, of course, the one and the only. She put up with me for two years, Stacey Morris. How are you? <laughs> hey, it's great to be back. Happy spring, yes. everyone. Um, and, of course, I'm just going to – let's just get right into it because we got a lot of stuff to cover tonight. Uh, we bring her on every quarter, and she's uh, gracious enough to join us on the show every quarter to kind of kick off a new season. New season means fresh changes, fresh starts, and uh, she has got so much information when it comes to health and wellness and fitness and, and, and diet and all of this stuff, and it's so great to have her on every quarter, and it's our probably our most requested guest because she does bring with her so much information. Uh I'm not even going to name off all of her credentials. You just go over to nancygabarte.com, and they're all there. Uh, the one and only Nancy, how are you? Great. Thanks. For Hi, Nancy. Me. Hi. <laughs> Always a pleasure. Uh, so uh, I know that you and Stacey have been chatting about what we're going to be talking about tonight, but I think this is a really important show because I know that despite best intentions, a lot of people get cooped up in the winter and – find themselves in a little funk, and the funk starts to roll over into diet, and now spring is kind of coming upon us, and we're kind of coming out of our hibernation, and we kind of need to kickstart some things and kind of adapt what we've been doing, the funk that we've kind of gotten ourselves into. And I know that Stacy and you guys have really good conversations about this, and Stacy's far more knowledgeable than me, so I'm going to defer to her to kind of take the conversation where it needs to go 
and I'll just put my two cents in, and uh, Crystal, feel free to check in as well. But I know you guys know so much about this. So, Stacy, I'm going to let you kind of okay. guide the show. I'll, absolutely. I'll take it away. And before we, we begin on the topics that were mentioned in the promo, I just, I mean, it's always great whenever Nancy makes time to stop by, but I especially want to give her a big heartfelt thank you tonight because less than a month ago, her beloved mom passed on. And um, we all, yeah, we all send our condolences. And I, I asked her, I said, Nancy, look, you know, this is, we all know what a tough time grief can be. And if you don't want to, if you want to push it back or whatever, we totally understand and she, being the trooper that she is, she wanted to um, come on the show and and do her usual wonderful thing and, and help others and inform others. So thank you, Nancy, thank you for being much. here during difficult thank times. You. Thank you. Thank you. All in honor yeah, of my mom. She would want me to yes. empower others. So thank you. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, well, so many... Um, you know, like, like Mike said, your your wisdom is pretty much evergreen uh, in terms of nutrition. But what is not evergreen is what's out there in terms of mm-hmm. products and supplements. Mm-hmm. And, and I think in corporate America are really starting to take notice that many of us are health conscious and we want to have a better quality of life. And what has happened, you, you go to this even regular supermarkets and you see shelves full of uh, protein powders and bars and kombucha and mm. and a lot of this stuff I use myself but you know I I am not as much of an expert on ingredients and body function and and the things that you're versed in so I thought what a great topic this would be um to really you know somebody who's unbiased you know tell tell us what are what are some of the things, in your opinion and your research, that are, are worthwhile? Uh, what, what should be avoided or perhaps just used in moderation? Um, and maybe we could start with kombucha because I've been drinking it like it's going out of style, mainly <laughs> because I love the, the taste, you know. It's kind of like, mm-hmm. reminds me of beer a little bit. I, I get sort of a little <laughs> kick from Hi. the fizz and, yep. and the flavor. Mm-hmm. And I, boy, I hope all these claims I'm hearing about kombucha are true, but you just said something to me that stopped me in my tracks. Mm-hmm. And I'll let you take it from here, and I know you've probably researched a number of brands and have some things to say on kombucha. Yes. Okay, so first let's start off that don't shoot the messenger, okay? Um, <laughs> we won't, I promise. Last <laughs> month I did a presentation in New York, and it was called The Good, the Bad, the Ugly of Nutrition. And, you know, the look on the horror on people's faces because then they're like, what do we eat? Where, You know, where can we get the right information? And I would just say I try to post interesting um, tidbits on a daily basis on Facebook and Twitter and, and, and uh, as well and keep the conversation going there. So kombucha is a great, great topic because many people turn to it thinking it is a healthy alternative. So I would say what is it an alternative to? You know, if one is having soda, then it's healthier than soda. But there's there's really nothing going to be better than purified water, and some people don't like that taste. So that's where I say, you know, add some organic fruit or lemon or lime or um, even stevia if you need to make it sweet and make your own lemonade. So, or make your own tea using organic tea. And the reason why I say organic is because tea is loaded with pesticides. If it's not organic, and that could hurt your liver. Talk about toxic overload. But getting back to kombucha, I'm going to just mention four things that can be an issue with it. So, everything in moderation. If you're going to have it, monitor how you feel, keep that food journal, see how does your stomach, does it get bloated when you drink this? Do you get gassy? Do you um, crave more of it? 
so why would these negative things happen? First, it can contain candida yeast. So there is um, candida that is opportunist yeast, and it could take over your gut and invade your body. So it is a fermented drink, just like beer and wine, and lots of people get a beer belly. Um, that can happen the same thing if you drink too much of this. For some people, it may just be one. So there's a fungus that can actually grow in the kombucha. So if you're making it yourself, you really have to be careful. If you see mold growing on it, if you see it turn black, please throw out the entire batch. I know many people who make it themselves now. If you're buying it, and you see it in those glass bottles. They sell them in the health food store and Whole Foods. Those strands, those strings, that's candida, um, and that's fermented. Um, so it could have bacteria and yeast in it. And if you have a weakened immune system or if you're not taking a heavy-dose probiotic, too much of it, can um, can backfire on you. So you want to check that out. The same theory here is there is a supplement called Saccharomyces boulardii, and that is actually a yeast. And some people take it to get rid of candida or yeast in their body. But what we have seen is you really don't know, like you don't want to be on that long term because at some point it can actually backfire. Same thing with a drink like this. The second thing is that kombucha contains alcohol. Mm-hmm. So if you think about um, wine or beer production, there's yeast strands in the production of that as well. Same thing here. And you'll see on the label that it will say, you know, it may be only 2% alcohol, but it will, it will tell you that it, it has been fermented enough to have alcohol in it. So you also want to see how do you react to that. That's why I say keep that food journal. Um, the next thing is, is, you know, if you've had, um, if, you, if you get, you know, somewhat of like if it takes the edge off or some people can say, oh, I feel like I I'm, you know, have a little buzz, it could very well be because the alcohol content is the same as acetylhydine, which would come from alcohol as well. Too much of that could be an irritant to your body. It could cause a rapid pulse, sweating, skin flushing, nausea, um, a queasy stomach. So, you know, if you've ever had a hangover and you feel that same way when you have too much of this, then you know that uh, it's time to decrease it. Um, so, okay, in addition, it can contain heavy metals and fluoride. So oh. the wow. kombucha, um, what, it, what it has is it's a C, uh, it's S-C-O-B-Y, which, um, which stands for symbi- symbiotic um, bacteria and yeast. So, you know, right there, you're like, okay, perhaps this is something to have once in a while and, again, see how you feel. But it naturally acts like a magnet to iron. So if you have low iron, I wouldn't recommend it. Um, It does bind to heavy metals as well. So, And then the other thing is it contains sugar. So um, the thing is that... Um, researchers back in, I would say, a few years ago showed that um, 34% of the sugar remains in the drink even seven days after the fermentation process. Um, And then after 21 days, it drops to 19%. 
So I don't know if some of the bottles actually show when it was made or manufactured. You know, we're seeing that a lot more with supplements nowadays. They'll say when it was manufactured. So I would check. Um, they should have expiration dates on of that on each one of the bottles. Again, I I would be uh, leery about homemade batches um, because you mm-hmm. really it can grow mold very easily, so you have to know what you're doing with that. Um, and you, you just uh, you just want to make sure that you're getting something good from it. Some people feel really amazing when they start taking it, and these are the people that we see usually um, their GI terrain is in balance. So this may balance it initially, but again, go back to saying, are you now craving it? Are you having too much of it? Do you have that bloated stomach? Are you getting gassy? Um, you know, do you have any dermatitis now because of the fermentation? And I would just say go from there, but, you know, everyone is different. Um mm-hmm. But it, so I'm going to I'm going to guess and say you you probably don't drink this yourself. I do not drink it. Um, I did try it many years ago, and again, dip, you know, depending on the brand, some could be very sour, tasting more like vinegar, and some could be pretty sweet. Um, mm-hmm. So that's where you now know, oh, what's the sugar content? And they really can't tell you because, yeah, the label will have something, but that label, the sugar amount, what day, you know, was that label? How are they calculating that since we know yeah. that the sugar changes depending on the day? Mm. And then on top of all this, it's not cheap either. I mean, it's like no. 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 $4 or $5 a bottle. Right. And then, you know, so, again, I always say we're made, we have so much water in our bodies, right? We have 22% of water even in our bones. And, I, you know, I always say there's not caffeine in our bones. There's not um, soda in our bones. There's not milk in those bones. There's not this drink either in our bones. It's really water. So again, a lot of people don't like it or they get bored with it. So it's uh, how can we get you to like water Um, Mm -hmm. and to continue to see how much water is one drinking. You know, so many people are still dehydrated and that's a big problem but what can what can one do to like the water um and there's so many different ways that we can enhance water if we need to until we get there so you know it's um it's a very food and nutrition is very individualized so again if i'm talking to someone and i was recently talking to a male who had 14 expresses a day. So if he went from 14 expresses a day to say, you know, three expresses and a kombucha, then I would be happy. Um, but the ultimate goal would be pure purified water. Stacy had mentioned earlier that, uh, you know, she gets that kind of, uh, you know, fruit drink, soda kick buzz from the kombucha. And I think it's it's so bizarre because I was a soda addict my whole life, and I still contain, consume way too much coffee, and I depend on that to get through my day. But, you know, as we say, you know, good choices are sometimes relative. Like, you know, it may be a better choice than this or it may be a better choice than this. And it, you always say, you know, when you're on this show, to, you, you give us the basics that are always going to kind of, the go-to things, and unfortunately, I know Stacy was a cereal dieter my whole life. Her life, my was too. And when you've been someone like me, who's been on the path to lose weight for 20 years, you feel really betrayed by the diet industry because you're constantly being sold something and then told it's it's kind of BS, and you know you don't know where to turn or where to trust and everything. But there's there's a core group of foods that are always there, and for somebody who's been abused by so many different fads and stuff you kind of learn over time that the core foods are just, they're the ones that never change. They're the ones that are always like, mm-hmm. that, you know, the, you know, the certain vegetables and greens that are just never going to go out of style. And as a former soda addict, I couldn't, when I was younger, the, the taste of plain water would literally make me, you know, gag. It was mm-hmm. disgusting to me. 
And as I've gotten off soda for, for a long period of time, I crave the taste of water. I love water. And I don't miss soda until I get back on soda and start getting that soda rush again. And it takes a while to get used to the liking it again. And it's weird yeah. because, you know, once you're off it, you don't crave it. But once you're on it, you do. Yeah. Right. It's addictive. And, you know, mm-hmm. that's why I would go with, like, some people who love teas and, and lemonade. I mean, it's really easy to just uh, squeeze a lemon and add stevia to water, and it tastes better than any power, powdered or sugared lemonade. And you could do the same thing with teas. You can actually brew your own organic tea, again, staying away from the pesticides, and sweeten it with stevia, you know, as opposed to the artificial ingredients, which are full of chemicals and are carcinogenic as well. But you're right, it's once you get away from it, your taste buds do change, and it's also because now the addiction, it's really, so many of these flavors are addictive. It's nothing to do with the person's willpower. It's the chemicals and the flavoring um, that these companies are putting in that are playing havoc on one's mind and and taste buds. So you get addictive uh, to this stuff, and then you have to break the addiction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a big well, problem. What, do you, what would you recommend uh, for, for a good probiotic effect? I know there are supplements, but um, do you think things like pickles and probiotic sauerkraut, uh, would that be a good way to get some probiotics yeah. into the gut? I, the sauerkraut's amazing. You know, again, you want it to be organic. And the reason why I'm pushing organic, and if we have time at some time in the show, we'll talk about glyphosate which the research just recently came out. Um, And if it's not organic, um, we could have, we'll probably have glyphosate in the foods and it's it's changing DNA and and it's really um, triggering cancers in so many people and it's a big, big problem. But sauerkraut Mm -hmm. is wonderful. And then if you look at the pickles, again, you just want to look at um, the labels and read them and make sure, you know, pickles are great, you know, anything fermented like that. You just want to see what they, are they adding any anything else to it? Is it just, you know, that they were fermented? Um, that would be wonderful. And I would say go slow. Same way if you're taking a probiotic supplement as well. You want to start out with a slow brand, you know, a slow uh, supplement. You don't want to bombard your body because it it is imbalanced, you know, 85% of Americans have imbalanced GI flora, that means bad bacteria and good bacteria, and when you put the probiotic in you, it, gets, it pushes the bad out and increases the good. So you want to do that slowly because you may have some um, GI upset with that. But I would highly recommend daily probiotic. And, again, you want to look at the additional ingredients and you want to see how that probiotic was made. I don't recommend ones made on milk culture um, because that could actually have antibiotics in it, just like that Activia yogurt. If it's not mm-hmm. organic, it has antibiotics in it, so it's defeating the whole purpose. Uh, but definitely probiotics is a way to go because it will uh, boost one's immune system and it actually helps with weight loss as well. Yeah, and like you said, everybody's body and everybody's gut is pretty much as individual as the fingerprints, and you really you tackle that by your testing, your method of testing, which I've, I do it every year to see how on track I am. Uh, it's called an organic acid test, and it is way more thorough than blood testing. Um, so that, that is an option I, I would urge you know, anyone out there concerned about their health to consider because I, I was, you know, I had already lost like 150 pounds 
and I was on a pretty good track. But I, when I got the result of this test, I couldn't believe how much bacteria uh, was in my gut. And you told me I wasn't really absorbing nutrients uh, right. through my stomach lining, which was shocking to me. So sometimes, you know, you think things might be a certain way, but you really don't know exactly how your body's functioning until you, you test things out. And, and it's nothing anyone should be afraid of. It really it changed my life and helped me turn things um, that were going in a good direction in an even better direction. So, and, and that, you know, that can be, you can get more information on that at nancyguberti.com. And we have, we have some questions from, from listeners, but if we don't get to everything, I really urge people to follow Nancy on Twitter and Facebook and Pinterest, because you're constantly posting tips and tidbits and, sometimes shocking shocking but useful <laughs> pieces of information about food food that we think is and pesticides you've been really talking about um, pesticides and how widespread they are and they're in they're in foods that we didn't even realize they were in so yeah, and this is a really upset with that <laughs> yeah i mean you know, i know it's, it's upsetting it is upsetting but i guess we have to know right it's yeah we have to know and you know thinking about even the little kids and, yeah. and the foods that the finger foods of the cheerios and so this presentation that i did in new york city i'm actually um going to be offering it for free on my website, the whole presentation, so people can get this information. And again, it's just empowering um, individuals, you know, um, and families and, you know, your loved ones to have this information. It's all about awareness. What you do with it afterwards is up to you. And, and yes, it could be overwhelming at times. And I say take one thing at a time. You know, but if you look around in today's world and you say, my God, from when I was a kid now, back then, you know, cancer was like, oh, you would just be like, they have the C word. It was, you know, very mm -hmm. taboo. And now you have to, like, everybody has something going on. You can't go through one family that doesn't know or doesn't have several yeah. family members that have cancer. Then you look at special needs and you wonder what is going on with children. Then you look at obesity and you look at um, hormone issues and you look at depression and there's food intolerances and you say, well, what has changed? It's not genetics. We don't all have the same genetics something's changed. And then you look at the food and you, you say, well, could that be it? You know, and then you say, well, and people are like, well, but organic is expensive. Yeah. Then you say, but there are regular grocery stores that offer mm -hmm. organic now. And Trader Joe's offers at least non-GMOs and organic. Even Costco offers organic. So we can make it a priority. And it's really important because, like I was mentioning, the glyphosate, you know, it started as an herbicide. And it was originally patented to clean pipes like Drano back in 1964, and they got it registered in the U.S. in 1974 just to clean pipes, and then they switched it to herbicides, and the thing is, now Monsanto uses it, and they also, it is also regarded as a very potent antibiotic. So you wonder why, oh, why do we need superbugs and why is there antibiotic resistance and when people get sick they have to go on one medicine to another to another? You know, and then these companies make it very confusing for the foods, like Cheerios, mm -hmm. for instance, will say not made with genetically modified ingredients, but it is loaded with glyphosate to the point that... MIT scientists say that one out of two kids by 2025 will have autism. Oh, oh my God. 
so if you think about what year we're in and how it's not so far off, and what is it? It's the glyphosate. So if you, you know, that's why I, I really am putting about pesticides and herbicides and even lawn care and even what we feed our pets. No one's looking at this because we are so trusting of the companies that are supposed to be protecting us, and they're not. Yeah, so. yeah that's, that, that is, but that's a good point. I mean, just because something, uh, some company or product says, <clears throat> we're this, we're that, we're healthy, we're, you know, it does not necessarily mean it's true. And I think mm-hmm. going back to the dawn of advertising, we've been conditioned to just right. swallow this message whole, whatever it true. is, and yep. we can't do it anymore. We can't because it's, it's, we, we have to look out for our own interests. And that's what I love about the information you put out, Nancy, because it just comes from a place of of wanting to really get truth out there, and you're you're not in anybody's pocket, and vice versa. You know, it's just you really you left a career on Wall Street because <laughs> your your sons had severe allergies, and no no doctors could help, and you you just got into the trenches and and started to learn from the ground up. So yeah, to and- me. And you're still you're still out there doing you know always getting new stuff new information. Yeah, because uh, it's really it's 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 scary, and you know what? Most people just want to cover their ears. And I say, why? I, I'm always like walking around saying, but oh my god, the emperor has no clothes on, and no one cares. <laughs> like that's really I tell my kids all the time. I'm like I can't. Freaking believe it, you know? <laughs> like it's yeah. amazing well, to me. Like we need to wake up and take charge. Yeah, absolutely. Mike, do we have any calls? Um, no, well, not, no calls yet. We got we got a few on the hold, but no one's pushed the one button. So if you're waiting to hold on, uh, make sure you press one because we have a bunch of two, but nobody's actually come up with a question. But I can ask Nancy something real quick, and then we'll get into some of the uh, the letters. When you were on here last time, I'm I'm pretty sure I heard it from you, but I wasn't sure. Were you bringing up the the uh, the bacterial therapy, the fecal transplantation, uh, when you were here last time? Yeah, I've heard I've heard of it. You uh, know, they I was, were doing I, that I, I, with special yeah, I needs. You, I thought I had heard it from you. For some reason, I'm a bit of a science nerd, and I was looking, I was watching a special about, um, you know, Stacy was mentioning the the, the bacteria, um, not being able to absorb bacteria, and I was watching a long special about the fecal transplantation where uh, they tried mm-hmm. to transplant healthy fecal matter. But I, I, for some reason, I thought that was you who were telling me about that last time. But I just had to ask because I had just watched like a two-hour special on it. And just it's fascinating. you. It's- you know, it's fascinating. It's like there's a lot. I've seen that a lot within the special needs community, um, as well as they would swallow these worms that would kill the parasites. And my whole thinking is, you know, that if there's, that's where I go back to functional medicine testing. That was literally the test that saved my son because these tests show us how our body's functioning. So if our detoxification pathway is compromised, I wouldn't want to do anything like that type of procedure. And if our GI tract had candida and bacteria in balance, I would want to get the body balanced in the appropriate levels and see if it then could be resilient enough to start absorbing and keeping the bacteria at bay before I would do this. Because if we start to do somewhat invasive protocols and our body's not functioning optimally, then how do, you know, sometimes I say, well, how do we really think that it's going to respond to that? And so that's the basis of getting the body primed and ready, and lots of times it will heal itself um, because the imbalance was causing so many different things. And, you know, the imbalance of your GI um, gut can also affect your neurotransmitters, which affects your mood, which then could affect your libido and your sleep with the melatonin and the serotonin and everything else. So it's all quite related. You know, um, 
And then I wanted to mention about, because I know that Stacy gets this a lot as well, about the protein intake. Um, You know, lots of people want to know, like, how much protein should one have? And and I get that a lot as well. And to calculate the recommended protein intake really depends on so many things. A, male, female, how much do we weigh, Um, what type of, lifestyle do we have? Are we active? Are we not active? And then worrying also if too much of protein can then be turned into the glucose. Um, So if we look, if we break that down, um, you know, yes, protein is essential for life. It's the building block for tissues and hormones and enzymes um, and amino acids. But we do have to look at age you know, male or female, um, how much one weighs, and then what's going on with activity level, light activity, moderate, very active, or extra active. And if we eat balanced, which is really important, if we eat balanced, it's really, um, it helps with the absorption of the protein and it helps with the glucose issue if we're having too much. But there's a whole calculation that I could uh, post where we take the weight and then we divide it and um, and then we know which way, depending on um, the activity levels of how much one should have. And then obviously if one is pregnant or recovering from an illness um, or training for a marathon, then that would also affect the protein, and I would just recommend that the protein is very healthy. I mean, back in Atkins Day, they didn't say anything about um, free-range or grass-finished beef or anything. They were just like, Mm, you have to eat your fats and your protein. I would always say, you know, keep it as clean as possible. Grass-finished beef is better than grass-fed beef. That means that cow and the animal only ate grass because then it is high in fatty acids. And if you want to avoid having too much acid in your body, then always have a green leafy vegetable when you're eating, if you're eating um, animal meat. And if you cannot have a green leafy vegetable, then you could always supplement with spirulina or drink some wheatgrass because of that, those super greens will balance out the acid alkaline of the meal. And even for post-workout, um, to have a protein, um, and if you, if it's late at night, <clears throat> excuse me, then it's good to have like um, you could have a pea protein shake using um, you know coconut milk or cashew milk or you know one of those to add some healthy fats in that. Um, and you know I love Stacy's books. Um, you know whoever if they're new to Stacy's, um, she's a great author and she offers. Um, wonderful recipes. So now she has three books that are up there available on Amazon. I would highly recommend that because it also makes you think out of the box and you look at the beautiful uh, pictures. And if you follow her on Instagram many and even Facebook, many times I'm like, get thought salivating looking at the photos and saying, I wish she would uh, deliver. Um, you know, but there are so many great recipes there, and it's just thinking differently because we've been accustomed to thinking fast food and out of a box, and what we really have to do is, is totally get out of that box mindset. Um, and even chips, I know we mentioned about paleo chips, um, the best paleo chips I would make myself using almond flour, um, and then if one wants to grab something, there are those um, lentil chips made from Enjoy Life, which are free from gluten, dairy, uh, tree nut, soy, shellfish, sesame, wheat, peanut, egg, fish, casein, and sulfites. <laughs> so those are pretty good. Bonitos offers black beans. Um, so if you do eat legumes, those are great. Otherwise, I would look to make my own paleo chips using almond flour, and Simple Mills is a good product that does offer almond flour. Um, and they, you know, you can, they do make crackers as well. But there are 
um, great companies out there. They're just not advertising on TV because they're not big companies, but they're healthier. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and speaking of, you know what to me seems like the new fast food are protein bars. And I just uh, want yeah. to touch on that. Real, I know that's a huge subject, um, and I do want to get to a couple questions from listeners. But um, for, I've decided, you know, they, they taste good and all that, but there are only two times, two instances when I'll reach for a protein bar. One is if I'm traveling mm-hmm. and I need to just pack something easy. And two, if, if I'm craving you know, like a cookie or a piece of cake, I will mm-hmm. have a protein bar because it, it kind of does the same thing to my taste buds, but it's not empty calories. But truly, right. I don't think we're meant to be eating these as a primary protein source. And right. and I just wanted to get your thoughts on, is it ever appropriate to um, to reach for one? You know, you gave the best scenarios. So if you're in the airport or if you're going to be in the car for hours, um, you know, or at a game, (laughs) you can always throw one in your bag. So those are great. And, you know, I like the Paleo Bars by Julian Bakery. My son runs 12 miles a day on his track team, so he would eat several of those a day. And he switched, like I would say, a year ago when they changed their recipe up and and now he's just like, no, I, I'd rather just eat the actual protein. But traveling is a great scenario. And if you want something, I mean, I personally love the chocolate mousse made from um, the avocado whipped up with the um, unsweetened organic cocoa because it's so filling and it gives you that pleasure um, and it gives you a little boost of energy. But what I've seen that could be a problem are these like multi-level companies that are selling the protein powders and the bars and people are replacing meals with them. And they may lose weight, yes, for sure. But that over the long term, doesn't sound like uh, sustainable. And that's the problem. Like, we never want anyone to feel deprived. We we really want to um, retrain our mindset and our lifestyle choices and also get in um, alignment with our relationship with food. And I always say the same way you can be in a relationship with a toxic person is the same way you could be in a relationship with food. So before I consume anything or buy anything for that matter, I say to myself, what is this going to do for me? Is it going to give me energy? Is it going to nourish my skin, my hair, my nails? Or is it going to go to all the problems parts of my body and then you can say well same thing with a person is that person good for me you know is is this uh, a good a good situation to be in i think that once we realize that food is so important to our well-being and our mindset and how it will affect the rest of our lives and we do take charge of that we could take charge of all aspects of our life and that's really mm-hmm. what we have to equate it to before for us to make it our number one priority. Yeah, so true. And I have to say when yeah. I read the ingredients on those boxes, they're not very appealing. And oh. that, that kind of got me, you know, not off of them, but I, I started to really move away from protein bars. And just, just as more of an emergency um, type, type of protein source. Um, I, I have a couple of questions from readers, and I'm going to try to summarize because um, some of them are very similar. But, you know, whenever somebody starts DDP yoga, there's often a very um, overriding desire to lose weight and to lose weight in a hurry, uh, which I don't recommend. I understand it, but I don't recommend it. Um, uh, taking it slow and steady is a far better way to go, and it, you'll, you'll feel better mentally and physically. Mm-hmm. But there's a new member. Uh, she would like to start out by doing a 10-day juice detox, and and she's also concerned about she wants to deal with her cravings for sugar and carbs. Um, 
and how, what, what are some ways to curb some of these cravings? So I know you've got some feelings on juice fasting. Mm-hmm. Um, personally, just before you answer, I would, I, I know it sounds great on paper, but um, for me, I couldn't have done it that way. I don't know what, you know, everyone has a different history with food and eating, but it would have been too restrictive. Uh, I know it, a, a detox juice cleanse sounds really good, but to put it into practice for me just was too strict. And uh, even in the summer, it was just nothing I could really pull off. Um, so I would just say start a little slower. And uh, what I did was I eliminated my most um, damaging binge foods, and I went from there. Yeah, I didn't go real strict, but what what would you say to someone who's really trying to get off of sugar and the white carbs? Like, what's a good way to start that? So your advice is spot on. So, again, I would go to a food journal of what the person is eating currently because they'll see a pattern. They'll probably see a pattern of what time they're eating. It could be emotional eating. Um, And they should also write how they feel after they eat. So that's the first thing for awareness of their current eating um, pattern and their lifestyle. The next would be to pick their biggest culprit, and I would tackle that one first. Um, So is it sugar or is it the bread and the pasta? Um, Is it soda? You know, is it cookies, pastries? See which one and eliminate that. Um, And then go, like, so I would do a priority. Those are the first, the second, the third, and the fourth, and get rid of those. While you are doing that, you are already detoxifying. And if you can increase one's uh, liquid of water consumption, so if the taste of water makes you want to puke, then even if we go by adding in a half a glass of water, if we're not having any whatsoever. So, again, um, determine how much water you're having currently and see if we can at least increase that by two while we're getting rid of the big problem food first. I would also want to know what those triggers are. Again, looking at lifestyle. So if it's um, a trigger of, say, family or kids or work or whatever, you need to know when you're going to feel most vulnerable and you need, um, you need to replace that. So you need a plan. You want to make it where it's going to work and you set yourself up for success and not failure. So right. this is all about awareness. Um, we, we don't just look at exercise. We don't just look at food. We look at everything that's gotten you to this place and how can one succeed. And that approach will take you into where you want to go. As far as the detox and the cleansing, I mean, so it sounds like that would be cold turkey from everything. So, you know, again, you're going to go through withdrawals. If one is on wheat or one is on sugar or even cheese for that matter, when you eliminate that cold turkey, you will definitely go through withdrawals. And that's why I don't want the person to set themselves up if it's not going to be successful. So that's where you have to really look at how much are you having these foods currently, what can you get rid of, and then if you're in a stressful situation, what will you go for? Over time, your taste buds will change and you will lose weight. Also, look at if you're a yo-yo dieter. If you are, like Stacy said, then that might not work long-term. We want this to work and we want it to stick. And always remember that your health is worth it because you're worth it. So we need self-confidence yeah. built in there as well. Yeah, absolutely. It, it makes such sense to look at the whole picture and not just a few pieces of the puzzle. And it's not a race either. Um, no. I, I used to really, like, you know, oh, I've got to get this weight off in, in six weeks or whatever. And you really can't. You can assist your body. You can't really give it orders, you know, because I, I personally believe that our bodies are smarter than we are. So, you right. know, once I stop telling it what to do, 
and and shooting it down with unrealistic expectations, it really things just got a lot more cooperative. Um, and I've got one more question from uh, a gentleman who is in his 60s. He's down about, uh, I'd say, 50 pounds. He's had that off for 10 months, but the weight is kind of creeping back up. And um, he wondered, and he's been gluten-free, um, but he doesn't have a lot of energy. And I don't, I, I don't know if he's eating dairy, but he said that he has a big dinner with little or no breakfast and lunch. Now, to me, that's a a big red flag. So he's looking for suggestions because the weight is creeping up, and I assume he's active. I assume he's doing the workouts. Mm -hmm. Um, But what would you tell this gentleman? Okay, so first, I, again, would love to, you know, (laughs) history gives so much input. So he was successful losing the weight. Was his eating regimen the same when he was losing the weight? When did it plateau? Did something else change? So we want to look at several factors. And then to leave the body with no food uh, nutrients until the evening, then how soon after is one going to bed? Because if there's protein, it could take hours to digest. And then if one is, you know, when is he tired? If he's tired during the day, the early part of the day when he's not getting any nutrients, that's a problem. So we want to keep our blood glucose levels even throughout the day. And in order to do that, we need to fuel the body, and it's best to fuel the body with some protein. And sometimes when people wait too long to eat, it doesn't matter if they're eating organic, grass-finished, or anything. They could go into what we say like a food coma because the body has waited all day for food. And now you, you say, here, here you go, process it all. And it's just too much. So it's better to... Um, Give the body nutrients throughout the day does not have to be a lot, but, you know, a handful of food um, for breakfast, lunch, um, and then dinner, and to keep it balanced, that would be important. And then also to know, is his all the hormones affecting him now? So um, the adrenal system, the thyroids, and the hormones are all interconnected. And if one is under a lot of stress, that affects the adrenal system. Then that affects the cortisol. So if the cortisol is elevated, we can't lose weight. If the cortisol is elevated, it affects the melatonin. And then there are sleep disturbances, and then we can't lose weight. And that then affects our um, hormones. And that's the testosterone, the progesterone, the estrogen, and all of that. So Again, that's why we want to look at the whole picture because there are those three systems that will affect one's weight. Um, And if there's an imbalance in any of them, then we need to go back to saying, okay, how do we balance? And balancing and only eating one meal, right there we know that that's not balanced. But is that the only culprit? I would not know. but but the gentleman would because he could write down and look at his lifestyle and see is his adrenal system affected with stress about the thyroid, the hormones, um, and looking at the food, is it balanced? That's a good that's, that's a good start. And you know, yeah. call Nancy because you, you work with people around the world. You don't have to be a, a resident of uh, the tri-state greater New York City area, you can live anywhere and work with her. That That's the fantastic part. Um, Crystal, did you have any questions? I didn't mean to leave you out of this. No, no, not at all. I was just thinking, I'm actually taking notes because I find Nancy just, she's <laughs> a wealth of information. So I'm jogging mm-hmm. notes down really quickly um, about the gentleman who's only eating once a day. I think um, when you do consume food only once a day, you're kind of leaving the doorway open for binge eating. Oh, you yeah. know, you're just trying to get 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, I know for me personally, that's an issue. So I have a very regimented food schedule. So, yeah, I I know that it's something that I have to be very conscious with and to avoid that binging or that feeling that I need to just eat more. When, in essence, if I eat smaller meals more times during the day, I'm I'm better for it. So, makes sense. I, I, 100% yeah, agree. Stacy, you brought up the juice fast earlier, and that's exactly what I was thinking. Every time I try to crash into an extreme situation like that, like I understand like a day of juicing, but for me, personally, I'm not saying it's not going to work for anyone else. It always leads to a rebound effect where I bounce back yeah. and just and, and overdo it. And the gentleman, because I relate to that so much, during the winter months the, with the darkness, you know, it gets dark earlier and stuff like that, and just the cold and stuff. I fall into a bit of a seasonal depression, and I never really realized it was a depression because I didn't get sad, and I always kind of put those two together. Like, you know, you're depressed, you're sad, but I was happy, I was grateful for what I have, and genuinely had a good attitude, but I realized that I wasn't motivated to do anything, and I didn't feel like doing anything, and never became a chore, and I kind of identified it, Um, and when he says that he puts on, you know, he's putting on weight, I tell you, I've been there. And my biggest problem in those situations, I gained more weight this winter than I have in forever because I kept creeping up, the weight kept creeping up, and I was making excuses, well, I can't get out of the house. And then it got to a point where I didn't want to make excuses, so I just ignored facing the issue. I ignored stepping on the scale or confronting the issue, and that's what it really packs on. And the fact that he's being honest with himself and realizing that this is kind of getting out of my control is a very important sign because being conscious yeah. of that will ultimately be the thing that kind of keeps him in check. And when you're like me, as soon as it gets bad enough where you just kind of ignore it, that's when uh, things start to creep up pretty good. And um, I know that we're heading into spring, which I'm so glad Nancy could be here today because spring really is that kind of month of awakening. You know, the flowers are blooming, the trees are blooming, and it does feel like a fresh beginning, and you are feeling like you're kind of, uh, you know, there's that um, that uh, SNL sketch where everyone goes outside and they're squinting their eyes and see spring, and, you know, it, it's one of those, it's like an awakening, you're coming back from hibernation, and there's yep. so much to do, and, and I'm taking advantage of going outside, and it's getting warm, and I know Crystal in Canada, you guys are probably at the time of year where you attach your ice blades to your flip-flops and uh, go out and... <laughs> Go out into the world, but there's so much to it, do, and, and it really is an effort you got to make to when you're able to get out, just do stuff. And I always oh, get yeah. super motivated at the beginning of the spring, and that's why I like having Nancy on in these situations because with the new months becomes new possibilities, fresh beginnings, and this information always kind of kickstarts me in the spring to kind of yeah work towards making positive changes in my own life. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. The person who was interested in the detox, I mean, on my website, there's a detox podcast you could listen to. You know, clinical research um, and functional medicine testing shows that if you, once you start changing your lifestyle, you know, you're exercising and you're changing what you're putting into your body, um, it actually starts to detoxify. Now, if you're detoxification, your liver pathway one and two need a little assistance, then just, you know, getting rid of the toxic food also takes the pressure off. And and this is a great time to really look at if everyone could just, you know, say, hey, how can I make my food a little bit cleaner and yeah. what what is possibly toxic, but also not feeling to the point where you strip everything, you know? Like I always, people always say to me, well, what's left to eat? And I'm like, listen, I, you know, I wish everybody could just come on over here and eat here for a few days because we eat. <laughs> and we yeah. really, like I always say, we eat large and we eat really healthy, you know? Um, so there is food out there, but it's just thinking out of the box. And that's why, you know, I say, you know, um, looking at Stacy's books are so helpful, you know, picking them up and looking at them and saying, oh, yeah, I could do this. And, and dedicating a day to go shopping 
that's really important as well um, because their processed foods are really not the best, even if they're gluten-free. So um, sometimes people will say, oh, okay, I went from gluten-free, from gluten to gluten-free and I lost all this weight, but the problem is they're still eating processed foods, you know, Um, and if you could eat greens instead, you know, and go slow. There's a there's a great restaurant here that's called Bear Burger, and it's B-A-R-E. And instead of using a bun, they take collard greens. I don't know, you know, they must blanch them or something. But their food is just amazing. So it's just thinking out of the box and looking at different options. And, you know, fad foods like the protein bars may not be the best, or even if it's gluten-free, if it's using corn, it's an excitotoxin, and it could affect your weight as well. So there's different things to look at. Yeah, Yeah. you don't necessarily have to jump on the juice fast bandwagon. If you start drinking more water and clean up, you know, just gradually clean up your food choices, you will detox, trust mm-hmm. me. It, it ha- and it's a much less invasive, you know, aggressive way to detox. It's, a, it's more gentle and it's, and it's more sustainable. So, and I, I kind of feel like I detox throughout the day with, with hot tea, with water. Sometimes I'll make just a vegetable-based soup and put it in the Vitamix and it's like having a warm salad. I mean, you got to do what, what appeals to you and what works for you. But Mike, you're right. right. This is the perfect time to like, you know, rediscover your health, rediscover the outdoors. You know, we can go out now and walk and breathe fresh air. And um, Nancy also has a great Instagram account, lots of healthy food porn and great ideas. Um, so follow her on yeah. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the social media, and nancyguberti.com yeah, for, for uh, was, her po- videos. I was poking around on that website while we were chatting here, and if you think you have to suffer, I'm looking at her most recent blog posts, paleo <laughs> chocolate dessert, paleo coconut macaroons. <laughs> it's just, oh, don't yeah. tell me that it's too it's too hard, and of course, Stacy Morris, uh, Katie made one of your recipes recently, just in the past month, from uh, your your great books, CleanComfort.com, uh, and StacyMorris.com in the Clean Comfort series books. Um, so next time you guys are, are trying to sell me on, I can't do it, it's too hard, I like food. Well, you can like food, you can like good food, and you can like tasty food. You just got to know where to find it. You got to find it from a trusted source. Yeah. And I know Nancy at nancyguberti.com uh, is, is a wealth of information, and she breaks it down in a way that makes it doable for the average human being who can, can't technically live on sticks and berries. They have to enjoy life, <laughs> and, and you can do that. So I thank you very much yeah. for uh, coming on with us. Um, and my and, condolences yeah. uh, for, for, your, for your loss, for real. And uh, I appreciate you coming on as usual. Yeah. Our love to your family, you and your whole family. Yes. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Thank you so much. And uh, Stacey, it was always wonderful to have you back on with us on the show. Yes, great to be back. uh, I love having these quarterly kind of powwows. And and like I said, we have done this for several years now. So you can kind of go back and, and, you know, retroactively listen to all the shows Nancy has done. And it's overwhelming how much information you can get out of them. So... Uh, it's been a blast. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it has. Yep. So everybody, so, check out Nancy's site and ha- have a really healthy week, everyone. Yes, absolutely. And we'll be back next week. Hayden should be back with us next week. He was off because they just had a really successful uh, transformation summit down at the Performance Center. I was so bummed I couldn't make it over there. We had a surprise birthday party for Katie. Um, but uh, <laughs> thank you guys so much for everyone who's been sharing posts and. All that stuff. Thank you. will be back with us next week. Uh, thank you, Nancy. Uh, thank you, Stacy. And of course, Crystal. Don't you have a movie? Thank to you. Catch? <laughs> yeah, I do. I hope actually. you guys have a good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, you guys have a great week. And uh, until then, remember to never, ever, ever give up. See you guys. And uh, we'll bye. Be back bye. Checked it today, man. That was a great workout, man. The power bomb set up by Page. Oh, oh, diamond cutter. I don't believe it. Wow. Diamond cutter out of the power bomb. For 
we're going home. You've been listening to DDP Radio. Tune in again next week for another edition of DDP Radio with more great guests, inspiration, and news from Diamond Dallas Page and Team DDP Yoga. Keep up all the great work and most importantly, own your life. This has been a presentation of DDP Yoga and Blog Talk Radio. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.